You're listening to another episode of the Zag. Eric Desobe here, joined by 2018 fellow John Juanino is here, talking a little bit about the fundraiser and a little bit about what he's working on in life. Excited to have him on. Let's get to it. All right, John, I feel like out of the 2018 fellows, you are the resident yoga expert. Can you talk a little bit about <laughs> when you got in, when you got into yoga and why you're still crazy about it? Oh, man. You, you know, a lot of us actually do yoga. Uh, and I, I think that's a, a common interest in our cohort, which has been really exciting and fun for me. Uh, personally, I've been doing yoga since junior year of college. Uh, so that was around, I started in the, around 2013 uh, and have been doing it ever since just because I love the physical and mental workout I get out of it, you know, being pushed to my limits and to, to challenge myself. It's kind of like what you do off the mat uh, is just as important as what you do on the mat. So then explain to me why there are sometimes goats in yoga. I don't understand this at all. Goats, okay. Um, you know, that's a, that's a good question. I, I, I don't know if there are that many greatest of all times at yoga. I mean, there are some, some prominent names for sure, but I think one of the most beautiful things about the practice is that anyone um, at whatever level you're at, it's something that you can practice uh, you know, whether you're into really intense classes or more restorative ones, it's about kind of looking inward. So I, I like to think it's, it's an accessible practice. Yeah. And I wanted to ask that question about who was the greatest, because I also feel like I'm seeing lots of uh, goats, the actual animal involved in yoga too. So why, why, why is that happening? <laughs> I have not seen those, uh, but I'd love to, I'd love to, I've seen, uh, you know, like uh, calendars with dogs doing yoga. Um <laughs> Oh, goats doing yoga. I, I, actually, I do think I, I saw a news article or video of uh, that being done up somewhere upstate. Uh, okay. I'm not it, sure. It, it, yeah, it makes no, no sense. So I'm actually glad that you have no idea what I'm really talking about because I would, I would have been very worried otherwise. I, 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 <laughs> you're talking about the new practice where people, people are doing it with the actual animal. Is that right? Yeah, it seems like there's goats on people's yeah. backs while they're doing yoga. And I don't understand oh, I, any of it. I see. Yes, yes. I have seen that. I also had some questions about that. I have no idea. Uh, I wonder if there's any place in Los Angeles that does that. Because that. Um, well, one, one, one place I can promise where there will not be goat yoga is at the fundraiser coming up this Saturday <laughs> in, in East LA at Self Help Graphics. Give the listeners at home a little bit of a sense of what the evening will entail. Yeah, absolutely. So this Saturday we are having our building our movement uh, a night with NLC Los Angeles events. It's Saturday, June second, seven p.m. Uh, at Self Help Graphics and Art in East in uh, in Boyle Heights, and, and we're really excited about this opportunity to not only uh, celebrate each other, but you know all the cohorts who previously came before us, and also have some feature speakers like Marquise Harris Dawson, who has really been a, a a huge champion for for equity within City Hall, especially in, in challenging things like cash bail uh, and mass incarceration. So. You know, this is really not about um, just new leaders council, but trying to bring other folks into uh, our you know collective movement for justice and, and um, pushing back against the the kind of regressive forces we're seeing uh, from multiple levels. So this is going to be an awesome time. We're going to have food and drinks, and we're excited to to have a, a fun, lively crowd there. Yeah, we're excited too. Tickets are still on sale and we'll do a little bit more promotion at the end of the episode, but you can grab some tickets at la.newleaderscouncil.org. Yeah, so I'm glad you mentioned um, celebration of the current fellows, but also some of the the past fellows. I think you're unique a little bit because you 
during the fellowship got appointed to a very interesting commission. Tell us a little bit about what you uh, started working on this spring. Definitely. So uh, a couple, well, about a, a month and a half ago, I was appointed to the California Complete Count Committee with, by Governor Brown, uh, which is a statewide body that's going to be providing input uh, and mainly advisory to how the state conducts its outreach operations uh, for the, the 2020 census. And the 2020 census uh, is, is really the cornerstone of you know, our democracy. Every single sector relies on accurate census data in order to, to make informed decisions and understand our population. Uh, so it's, a, it's an opportunity that I'm truly pumped for and, and really think there's a lot of opportunity for everyone to be, to be involved. This is not just uh, a couple people who, um, who have something to lose or gain from the census. It's really our collective um, you know, movement to, to, to strengthen and build power for, for California. So I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, and it's, it's going to be a challenge, but one that I think if we're optimistic about, we can really make a huge difference. So how did the group find you? Is this something that you applied for or were nominated for? How did it all come to be? Yeah, I, I actually was part of a, a fellowship program through Equality California, uh, which is an LGBTQ civil rights organization. I myself am a proud queer man uh, and have always been really passionate about serving um, the LGBTQ population with a focus on on homeless LGBTQ youth. Um, it's, a, it's a population that is continuing to rise uh, in California specifically for a host of factors, you know, uh, acceptance by family, um, be, being one of them, as well as uh, being in unstable housing conditions. So it's, it's something I've, I've always kind of had this passion for. And um, in the past year, I've been tutoring homeless students myself and, and also halfway through the, the fellowship got paired up with an incredibly inspiring um, black trans woman homeless student who, who came from New York and, and has inspired me so much throughout this journey. So, uh, you know, kind of following my, my passion and my heart and where my skills and my abilities are at has kind of um, helped open certain doors and opportunities that I'm really grateful for. Um, and then I'll see similarly being around the people in this cohort have really helped shape my thinking and uh, refine, you know, how do I ask the right questions in these spaces to really, to really move the needle on, on certain issues. And then does the commission spend most of its time publicizing that the census is going to happen, so making people are aware, or is it advocating for specific uh, policy approaches, questions that will be asked? What is the main bulk of the work? Yeah, so there's so many different angles, uh, so many different challenges that we're also facing. So, you know, three of them being that California's demographics have changed so drastically since the last time the census was conducted. Uh, you know, the, the poverty rate has also increased. And, uh, and around 14.7 million Californians qualify as being hard to count. You know, folks who are, are racial and ethnic minorities, people with lingu- uh, limited English proficiency, uh, homeless and LGBTQ folks, and, and uh, immigrant families, right? So there's a lot of different converging factors. Uh, that means that everyone has to kind of get involved. At, at a state level, we have leaders who are pushing back against a citizenship question being added. Um, as well as a host of different cities across the state who are, you know, jumping into that fight. And then we also have to start thinking through, like, what kind of messaging and uh, outreach strategies are going to work to motivate people to fill out uh, the census, right? Because there's so much at stake between funding for schools uh, and hospitals. Uh, so it's, it's also trying to think through 
what are the innovative ways that we can reach people, whether it's through uh, like housing, uh, like trying to find where people receive services uh, and, and, and make sure they're counted. And uh, yeah, and, and, and really having a, a huge multi, multilingual campaign, not only uh, through the media, but also on, on digital media, since this is the first time the census is being done primarily through uh, the internet. So it's a host of issues and so many different sectors involved in making this a success. When I think about the census, one of the things I've noticed happening more, I feel like in the last two years is folks interested in trying to split or break California up. Ever, you know, you ever mm-hmm. read those stories sometimes or see those headlines about mm-hmm. California should be five states or two states. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Would that actually be, would that better serve the folks who live in the state in its entirety if there were uh, five different versions of it and you could have multiple uh, senators potentially or you could have different areas represented maybe in more specific ways to their needs? What are your thoughts on that? That's an interesting question. Uh, candidly, I haven't really thought too much about it. I mean, I've seen over the years like different types of separatist ideas emerge, whether it's breaking up California, making California its own union separate of the United States. Like there's so many different um, <laughs> interesting ideas that kind of float around like that. Uh, for me personally, I mean, I can say I, I, uh, I, I really love California. I mean, it's where I was born, and uh, my sister lives up in the, in the in the Bay Area, and a lot of my loved ones live there as well, and live kind of in so many different cities. And um, I kind of I love that our our one beautiful golden state. So I haven't really thought too much about uh, how much traction those ideas to split up California in different ways. Good. That was a that was a test, John. You passed. That was a good answer. We're not splitting up anything. It's going to be one California. And it's going to be one good listening experience when we come back. We'll take a short break. Thanks for listening to The Zag. Stay tuned. John, you said you grew up in Los Angeles. Where did you go to undergrad? I went to undergrad at UCLA, and I studied sociology. Uh, born in Santa Monica and, and, and did my primary education in Riverside. And, and then moved out for college. So I've been in Los Angeles now for the past eight years. And then do I have this right? Were you student body president at UCLA one of the years you were there? I was. I was uh, president my, my last year in from 2013. <laughs> I'm, I'm always curious when I meet folks who were in student governments and colleges and high schools in general, but definitely the president. So what was the campaign like to be the president of UCLA student body? Oh, man. Uh Challenging, uh, one of the most challenging things I've ever done in my life, but certainly one hey, of the you, most rewarding. Do you run on a do you run on a platform? Do you run on uh, a set of principles and ideals? Like, what's the actual approach to trying to win? Both, you know. So we're, we at the time running on uh, these progressive ideas uh, that we thought can improve the student experience uh, for for current students, but also what were some of the, the larger policy things that we wanted to come together around as a, as a student movement that can move the needle on, on uh, education access more broadly, right? So we were thinking through um, ideas like uh, challenging the mass incarceration system like and, and trying to reinvest dollars into education and, and opening up new um, financial aid opportunities to help low-income students, right? So it was, it was trying to find those kind of catchy ideas that would... Uh, excite the masses, but also being sure to stick to those ideals of why am I trying to pursue this office and what do I hope to accomplish, right? Um, so it was hard. It was fun. I mean, 
you know, going into it with the idea that you have an impact, whether or not you lose or win. Um, and that by sparking conversation, it leads to a ripple effect. Uh, and that the outcome, whatever happens is uh, surrender that to the universe. It's also a principle I took from yoga. Then, you know, that's a, uh, it, it, have fun with it. Um, so that's, that's what I, I, I believe whenever going into kind of high, high intensity situations like that. Mm-hmm. And then what do you think about ways to improve Westwood and specifically the village around campus over there? I feel like every, every year there's an attempt to reinvigorate it or reevaluate how it's used or not used. If you could fix it and make it something that was accessible and really useful for the community, what would you want to see happen there? Gosh, that's a great question. Uh, and you know, I've actually, I've been kind of, um, I go back to campus every now and then, but for the most part, I've been in mid city working in echo park and haven't really been in westwood as much uh so i know and even when i go back there have been huge like drastic changes to the the storefronts and who's there and um you know it's, i i know there's a lot of conversation happening at the kind of neighborhood council level about um different ideas for westwood and yeah i'm not sure if i know what exactly i would do to improve it uh, but i will say um guess more broadly i I do think building affordable housing which i know is uh, not related just to um westwood but you know broadly la county as a whole and and making sure that these uh units when we're building up is is uh you know not displacing folks is, is something that uh i think needs to be examined across all parts of los angeles yeah. And then uh, last thing, I was curious talking to current fellows, when you think about what your perception of the fellowship was going into when we first met you in January, and then what it is now as you're, you're leaving in your last sessions on June 9th, what was your initial thoughts on how things would be and how did things actually play out? I really came into it with an as open mind as possible. You know, I, I had heard of New Leaders Council. I, I have a coworker who I did the fellowship a couple couple years ago, and my sister was actually part of the Silicon Valley chapter a couple years ago as well. So uh, I had known of uh, New Leaders Council and have heard great things about how the experience is really focused on more, looking a little more inward and kind of having that candor with oneself about who uh, whose life am I trying to improve? And we had a speaker actually come in at our last uh, last institute that said like you have to get really real about what changes um, you want to see and why and whose life you're trying to improve so that you can hold, kind of hold yourself accountable to that. Um, which was a really, I think, eye-opening and, and important thing for me to hear, especially at working in civil rights now. Um, so it, it's been incredibly uh, useful in, in the first weekend. I know that a lot of folks reference around entrepreneurial life planning, especially was really impactful um, to really think through like, five, 10 years from now, what does my ideal life look like? Right. So it's been, it's been quite a, quite a fun experience, very social, uh, which is what I had heard about the experience. And, um, you know, it's fun and, and the, the cohort, the people are just incredible. Uh, I mean, the, the 19 other folks that I shared this experience with, uh, really going to miss them after I think next weekend when we're kind of done with this, but I know, uh, that as, as we all kind of move forward in our own work and, and, and movements, like to, to reference our, our events on Saturday, we'll, we'll have each other's backs and I'm hopeful for that as well.
Nice. Well, listen, we've enjoyed having you as a fellow and we've enjoyed having you as a guest on the Zag. Thanks for everyone who's listened to this episode. You can catch all other episodes and there's 70 of them. Imagine that. In the iTunes store, Google Play store, catch us on Spotify or Stitcher, just about everywhere. We'll look forward to seeing you this Saturday, June 2nd, 7 to 10, Self Up Graphics in East LA. Don't forget, you can still snag some tickets or sponsorships at la.newleaderscouncil.org. We'll see you then. Take care. <laughs>